What's up, everybody? Once again, another episode of the Nosebleeds, episode six. Once again, I got my co-host, Corey. What's good? And we got another special guest this week. Uh-oh. One of my good long-time Yo. friends, Big Rex. Shannon Sharp Jr. Joe Killer. In the Billy. What's up? What's up? Uh, what's going on? I'm a perfect guest for the, from, from the nosebleeds. I've only been in the nosebleeds. <laughs> I've only been in the nosebleeds. I, I, I bring a tissue to every game I go. Yeah, basically, <laughs> nosebleeding for real every single time. Hey, I, I'm not lying. I took Corey to a game in San Antonio Spurs and asked Corey where we sat. <laughs> asked Corey where we sat. <laughs> Oh shoot! Had my binoculars, still couldn't see. Exactly, <laughs> touching the ceiling. You already touching the ceiling. Yeah, we got, exactly. we got blocked by the spotlight. The person who used the spotlight, <laughs> our view was blocked by that person. Oh man, that's funny. That's super funny. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we're gonna get right into it. This week is gonna be very interesting because a lot of things are happening. Um, WNBA season just started. NBA mm-hmm. season is about to start next week. We got a lot of scrimmage games going. So it's going to be very cool and finally almost back to normalcy when it comes yeah. to uh, the sports world. Uh, but the mm-hmm. first topic we're going to talk about is the MVP candidates of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That being said, we have well technically there's ten um candidates that they pick throughout the season that are worthy of this award. Um so I'll just go through these ten and then we're gonna, you know, kind of counter on who we think should win it. Um number ten, I'm gonna go through them kind of quickly. Number ten is Donovan Mitchell. Average twenty four point two points, four rebounds, four assists. Um very worthy of this spot and definitely a high riser when it comes to uh, young guns in the league. Um, number nine is Jason Tatum. He averaged 23 points, seven rebounds, nine and two assists, averaging 47% from three pointer um, and 47% from the field, which is pretty decent. Uh, number eight is Anthony Davis, 26 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, number seven is Nikola Jokic, the Joker. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and 12 triple-doubles this season. As a big man, that's kind of crazy. Um, number six is Pascal Siakam. 23 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. Um, Kawhi Leonard, 26 points, 7 rebounds. James Harden, number four. Luka Doncic as number three, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, that being said, I'm going to let you guys go for it, see what y'all think about 
what these candidates are. <laughs> well, you could have saved a little time by skipping eight of those names already. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a two man race, so <laughs> we can go ahead and start right there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh man, so I, I already know which way Joe is leaning. I already know. So let me just go ahead and say off rip. Uh Giannis gets my vote. Um okay. and I, I won't be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's close. I'm not even gonna say it's not close. It's it's a close race. Um but number one, right before the season ended, which was forever ago, I don't even know if people remember right now, but Giannis <laughs> was in the lead, but LeBron was gaining pace, you know, mm-hmm. as things were about to end in March. So with that being For said, sure. you know, that made the race a little bit closer, but through the whole first half of the season. Uh, Giannis was just clearly the league leader. Um, not only did he get his team uh, in first place with the best record in the league, um, not just the East, but in the whole league, um, but on top of that, leading his team in almost every statistical category. We're talking uh, points, rebounds, and assists. Uh, and then you look at LeBron on the other side. Yes, he had a great, fantastic year, uh, but I think people's opinions are biased by his age. I think, like, yeah, he's putting up amazing stats for his age, but in comparison, I mean, if you want to be honest, he got outplayed by his teammate. Mm -hmm. If you want to look at statistical categories, statistically, (laughs) LeBron was the second best player on his team. Really? Yeah, technically. I mean, if you want the stats. (laughs) Yeah, Anthony Davis, I have the stats right here. Anthony Davis, he averaged 26 points, nine rebounds, and um, three assists. Mm. And he 53% from the field. Um, yeah, I mean, he led, led his team in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. If you look at LBJ, this man led the team in two categories, assists and turnovers. I'm going to just leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. Let me hear what you got to say, but I'm going to leave that right there for you. So, so – you you don't think that LeBron's the the straw that stirs the drink at the Lakers? The the, the everything doesn't run through LeBron. No, the, not at all, not at all. So, he's, so, he's so, very, he keeps so, absolutely. So, so, so the, wait, wait, wait. The, the person who averages two points in the fourth quarter runs the whole team, which is Anthony Davis. <laughs> I mean, he, he's two a big point, piece. Two points. You take away you take away that twenty nine a game, and uh, you're missing the big 29, piece. Twenty nine is twenty six. Twenty six. Excuse me. Twenty six. Whatever it is, the team yeah. leader. You take away the leading leading scorer of a team, and you're missing a very big piece. Uh, oh, so, regardless of the name. So, so the second leading scorer averages twenty five point seven, and the other person averages twenty six. Okay, but but your point is it's a it's a half a point more. Okay, but anyways, uh, mm-hmm. let let me back up a little bit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My point is, so who 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 selects the MVP? It's not the coaches, right? It's not nope. it's not the fans, and it's not the players. It is sports writers, right? It's a panel. It's yeah. a panel. So, what sports writers? What do they do? They make stories, right? Mm-hmm. If you go back into the history of the MVP, uh, for example, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, LeBron was back to back MVPs in Cavaliers. Two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. he moves to the Miami Heat. He becomes a villain. Right, mm-hmm. nobody likes him. You know, he he beats. He has more points, more rebounds, and the same number of assists as Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was the better story, so he won the MVP in 2011. Okay, he also was the number one seed in the East. yes versus number two seed and... number number two seed for Miami Heat. So okay. LeBron had more points, more assists. I mean, more points, more rebounds, and he better defender. Okay. Going on okay. to 2017, fast forward 2017, Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook okay. 
uh, Kevin Durant. I don't know about y'all. Kevin Durant went to the prettier girl in the school, right? The Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right? He abandoned his old girlfriend, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And everybody felt bad for him. So he averages a triple double. He everybody's sports casters wrote, you have to win the MVP if you average a triple double. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's what they say. Well, so first of all, first of all, let's don't let's not downgrade this triple double. That's it was hard. amazing. Okay, it was amazing, that's hard. right? So okay. they they say if you average a triple double, that's the story you win it, right? 2018, 2019, Russell Westbrook averages a triple double, nowhere near the top of MVP race. Okay. So you're telling me he didn't have the best story that year. That leads me to 2020. LeBron okay. injures himself in 2019. They don't make the playoffs. The story is that he can't win in the West. His team ain't no good. He's washed up. He has the story. He leads his team back, leads the league in assists. And he, number one seed in the West, dominates the West. Six-game lead in the West. To me, he by far has the best story. And that's, the, that's been the prerequisite for MVP over the past few years. And that's why I think LeBron should win. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> for one, for one, you make a very good point. However... We're leaving out like a lot of candidates that have definitely good stories to where, you know, we can make a quite of an argument. Like Luka Doncic, okay, let's just talk about him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, he's averaging 28.7 points, nine rebounds, and 8.7 assists with 14 mm-hmm. triple doubles. In mm-hmm. uh, the league. Well, the league to date as far as the stoppage. Um, in his second year, okay, that's a pretty big story from rookie of the year to an MVP candidate who is third in the voting right now. So, and he's going to lead his team. Well, he's about fifth, fifth in the West, fifth, fourth in the seventh, West. Seven. Seventh in the West. Okay. Um Right now, that's a pretty big story when it comes to MVP candidacy. Now, granted, I get everything you said, but, you know, we can't leave out these players that are playing. It's a, it's a single it's a single season uh, award of the whole body of work and what, mm-hmm. you're, and what you bring to that team from the first season to the season you have made for that team. So... There's a lot of people on here that, you know, is worthy of this award, and I get the story, but, I mean, like, it's not, in my opinion, it's not the story of the year. Hmm? The story (laughs) of the year, because he has the number one seed. For one, he should be number one, and he has the number one seed. Look at his team. Like, look at the squad that he has built this past year with adding Anthony Davis, uh-huh. with adding um, – you said what? I, I'm, I'm, I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Sorry. No, what do you guys say? What do you guys say? I mean, I, mean, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think he added Anthony Davis, okay. and, and you can kind of end the sentence there. I mean, it's nothing nobody notable. It's just other players that kind of – Dwight Howard? LeBron. Dwight Howard? I mean, a a a. Danny Green is a big piece too. Yeah, Danny, Danny Green's a big piece to the. Uh, Danny Green's a big piece, but I'm saying, average, like, but average you, but you Bradley. Mean, I mean, granted, he's not playing now, but 
I mean, let me just throw one question okay. to the mix, and I, I want this. I want to get this to LeBron fan. Is this the best supporting cast he's ever had? Yes or no? No, he has Miami Heat. Yeah, I agree. He's this is not the this is not the best because D Wade, D Wade and Bosh were better than the team he had now. I, I, who else though? I mean, I mean, yeah, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, yeah, uh, Udonis Haslam. You had uh, I mean, Ant- mm. uh, no, they didn't have Antoine Walker. But they had. Uh, I mean, Mario Chalmers was very comp. I mean, yeah, Deion he's Waiters. Yeah, Deion Waiters. Deion, up with Deion, um, I mean, they had they had a they had a good squad there. I mean, they you got the uh, and they had Jesus think, for one year. Jesus said yeah, word yeah, for a couple of years. Yeah, I do. I do okay. think that Anthony Davis is the best teammate he's ever had because D Wade was on the back half of his career and he started having a lot, mm-hmm. lot amount of injuries. So I do think that mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is the best player he's ever played with. Best healthy career. Okay. Um, and youngest in his in his prime because Anthony Davis is in his prime, so Smack, yeah, I've been in the middle of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like so, like he's about to you know reach a whole nother level of potential that you know what I'm saying with LeBron that can be unlocked. Granted, do I agree that LeBron makes his players better or his teammates better? Um, yes, you know everyone in that team is playing. Very good. You know, JaVel McGee is even playing to up to his potential. You got J.R. Smith now, like Rondo. All these pieces, Kuzma, these pieces are really good, and they're young, and they're hungry. So that's a pretty good team, but I don't think it's the story of the of the year. Because look, look cause the team is so good. What, what's the story of the year, then, if it's not the Lakers? I mean, what drives the league? As far as, I think Le- LeBron is the most valuable person to the league. Let's make that very clear. Yeah, the I Lakers agree, right now. Yeah, I can agree with you the, on Lake, that. the Lakers right now. Who drives? I, I, I literally. Have I, don't, I don't even know court. if I agree with that though. I don't court. even know if I agree with that though. Just say, look at look at the how bad did the NBA finals and playoffs suffer last year without LeBron? I would I would say that not much. That was a pretty great <laughs> finals to watch, if you ask me. I, I can't tell you what the ratings are off the top of my head, but. I can remember that was an extremely memorable finals to watch. I I didn't think twice about LeBron not being in at the end of the day. Pretty much. The East ratings, I mean, this this has been a big storyline this year. The East mm-hmm. ratings have dropped off a cliff since LeBron has left the East. Nobody drives you to a TV. I mean, we just talked about this a couple weeks ago, Corey. I asked you who gets you who wakes who gets you up in the morning to go watch a game? Mm-hmm. And your answer was LeBron. No other play in the league makes you Stop what you're doing and makes you turn the game on. James Harden does. Lakers. James Harden does. KD does. KD not this year. I mean, KD's I mean, a not, factor not, this not, year. not this year, correct. But, I mean, to watch the game and entertainment, I mean, I could throw in James Harden, who's also averaging 34 points a game, six rebounds and seven assists, by the way. Um, but see, here, here's the thing, though, MVP, and I guess we have, we should, probably should have done this from the jump, but you have to define it because I think every year is kind of this debate. Is MVP the most valuable player of the league or is it the most valuable player to their team? Because I think that makes a huge difference in, in the argument. Or, that too. Or, that too. or you could say who's the, who had the best season. I think a lot of times these awards go to who had the best season and not necessarily the most valuable player. Yeah. The best season could just be statistical. Like I, that, I would argue if you're looking at best season, that would be, for example, like the Russell Westbrook triple-double type of year. So I, I think it changes year to year. That's part of the issue. Yeah, it, yes. there's no consistency. There's no consistency in it to where it's like every year before it was the best player, best team, the consistency mm. 
was there. That's why Steve Nash won two finals, you know, two MVPs back to back. It was the best team, best best uh best player. Um right. now it's like that's like you said, the best story, the best all round uh player with statistics and team. That's why I'm just like but- if we think about it, Giannis, like we're talking about it, we're not even mentioning Giannis and giving him that type of a debate, but he has technically the best overall when it comes to stats team mm-hmm. record wise, like he has it. That's why it's like he's they're fifty three and twelve, the best record. Um they he's averaging twenty nine point six points. 13.7 rebounds and six assists. You know what I'm and, saying? And here's the thing too. Like, and I, I I agree with your statement about the story. Stories do win it, but with this year being so weird, that story's a hundred and how long has the NBA been out? 120 days? That story is yeah. 120 days old. Correct. So when you look at these reporters and everybody, people like us sitting here, nobody's gonna remember what things felt like back in March. All we can look at is the records and the numbers I and agree. the stats. And so I, I think agree. that's going to be an even bigger impact this year than any other year, honestly. So, yeah, Le- LeBron had a great story. He's, he's you know, 35, doing what he does, leading the league in assists. That's a great story. But uh, no one remembers how that felt back in March versus now. You know what I mean? Correct. And I also agree that the mo- what you were saying before, how LeBron had the momentum, mm-hmm. right? I do think if the season would have ended because uh, Giannis was, just got hurt. Yeah. Yep. The game that they played against the Lakers. Yep. He was going to sit out or not be as effective for mm. the rest of the year. Very true. And then, and then LeBron was coming off. He was at his peak performance. I do think he was going to steal the MVP from Giannis. So I do think that the, the stoppage of the season mm. allowed Giannis to automatically just win it, even though LeBron has the much better story. And I don't think LeBron did enough if the, because the season stopped short. LeBron didn't do enough to take the MVP away from him because he's defending his MVP title. Yeah. And, I don't, and, then he, and he increased his numbers from his MVP season from last year. So I do think that someone has to go in and take it from him in order for him to lose it. And uh, the season stopping, they didn't give LeBron time to do it. Okay. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, Well, to answer answer the actual question, you're basically saying that, you know, LeBron's your MVP, and me and Corey are basically saying that the Greek freak is going to win. Uh, you, you and Corey are incorrectly saying that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. In, I in mean, about in that, statistically we'll speaking, I mean, in my my actual opinion, um, and this can be like a, a side question mm-hmm. because um, out of all of these candidates I just named, uh, do you feel like these are future MVPs of the league? Like, who do you think is going to end up taking over this league? Um, in the long haul, uh, I mean, you got some good young names on there. Uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell is, is going to be a threat in the in the future. Uh, I mean, Dame, even though he's not necessarily the youngest in the world, but he's going to continue to be a threat year after year. Mm-hmm. Uh, AD, AD, we just talked about it, in his prime. Um, even once LeBron is done, I see him still continue to be you know top of the league every year. So I mean, the league is in good hands. Um, in terms of Pinpointing one specifically that could win it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, we're going to have some tough competition every year, though. We're going to continue to have these debates, which is what I love. For sure. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think, Joe? Uh, I believe that, once again, like I was saying, I, I believe in the story and everything is pushing towards Zion. 
Zion's the future. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think that they, they, I mean, you can see how they did this bubble. They did it in a way that uh, it gears towards Zion to be marketable to the league. I mean, he made the cover of 2K21. <laughs> And he only played 30 games. They weren't having I this mean, without him. They were going to make If Zion played for the Hawks, they would have brought every team back. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I, do, yeah. do I think they're like – I mean, Trey Young is a great example of someone who's going to lead that's going to take off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Luka – I don't think Luka has that star appeal, even though his game is so undeniably great. He doesn't he, – he's good, but he, just, he doesn't have – he doesn't play above the realm at all. <clears throat> and like no, traditionally, people who don't play above the rim doesn't get people running to a yeah, screen. I, I will say, Luca, yeah. I can you can you have can you watched pencil the play? Mark Luca yeah, in though. Him. Mark Luca down for most improved this year. I give him that. That's a guarantee. Oh, uh, yeah. Jason Tatum got that. No, oh, yeah, J- nah. Jason, nah, Jason, nah, Tatum, Jason Tatum by far has the most market. <laughs> is the most <laughs> yeah. He's he's most improved. This I'm giving year. that to Luca all day. No, because Luca already averaged like (laughs) twenty four last season. Now he's just averaging twenty eight. That's why he had a rookie of the year. Like, I mean, granted, Tatum, Tatum supporting cast got better. If you ask me, losing Kyrie, you got better supporting cast. Yeah, Yeah. who'd you gain? Who? It was a big jump. It was a big jump. Kimba? Yes, that's That's a big jump. Come on now, Kyrie. Sorry. Kyrie's an upgrade. I mean, Kimba's an upgrade from Kyrie. Yes. To that upgrade? structure of that team, I, I to the structure of that team, absolutely. That boosted Kimba's uh, game. I mean, sorry, that boosted, boosted uh, Tatum's game. I don't think so. I mean, I think his improvement, his improvement boosted his game. That's why he went the most improved. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Jason- I, I'll tell you what. One thing I actually love about this show. We got all this in writing and recording, so I can't wait to play this back two months from now. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um. No, for sure. Like, I mean, I definitely think um, Luca's getting downplayed a lot. Uh, and James Harden, um, I think he's going to win another MVP soon. I mean, he's just getting – he's very – he's getting ignored for a lot of reasons. Yeah, he's averaging 35 points a, se- a, th- a season this past three seasons, or plus 30. But um, I feel like he gets ignored a lot just because he hasn't made it over the hump and – if him and Chris Paul would have beaten the Warriors and gotten to a finals, he probably would have got a little more recognition. Um, but James Harden, um, I think Nikola Lokic is going to be kind of like a Dirk of this era um, with all his different abilities that he can do in passing. Like, he's one of the big men that averages almost, you know, seven assists a game. He has 12 triple-doubles this season. And, you know, it's kind of crazy. But just like everyone said, the league is in good hands. Mm -hmm. And we're going to move on to the next topic. So, Mm -hmm. um, the NFL, is it happening? (laughs) Like, is it, uh, (laughs) are we going to end up, you know, doing our fantasy league? Are we going to end up watching great football with all these teams? Um, that I've made adjustments and trades and stuff like that. What what's going on? Fantasy is happening regardless. I don't care if we got to play fantasy Madden. Fan- <laughs> fantasy is happening regardless. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a guarantee. <laughs> but is the season gonna happen? Now, that's a whole another topic. It, it sure seems to be that way. They seem seem to be setting everything up. I mean, they talk about having fans. That's that's mind blowing to me. Correct, correct. They are. Yeah. That's to, that's to put a little cap on it. Um. They are planning to have 
um, a fan's limit this coming season, which is kind of cool, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they came upon an agreement um, with with the league and the contract with everything, all the protocols uh, that they're laying out this season, and um, with the financial shortcomings with the salary of everything. You know, this season's going to cost about. $170 million of revenue is going to generate throughout the season. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, they're trying to gain as much money as they can as possible, and they are going to have fans. They said no no fans is not a thing. Well, the, the Jets and the, the Giants already came out because of the laws in New Jersey that they won't have fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that the NFL is in a unique position mm-hmm. compared to all the other sports because they're the last to start. They, they have, I mean, they got incredibly lucky because NBA, I mean, the coronavirus was mainly uh, just starting to become a big threat in the United States in March, not in the middle of the season for hockey, basketball, baseball. And the, the, so the NFL can learn from all these other leagues uh, what they're doing, so they can implement it to their league. Mm-hmm. I think that that makes them good. But but the NFL is so unique because there's so much uh, interaction between the players that they can't really separate. That that's the tough part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, how can you how can you corner off the locker rooms? They, there's there's face to face contact in every play. It's Correct. difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Definitely. Well, first of all, shout out to my home team, Jacksonville Jaguars. We've been ahead of the curve. We haven't had fans for the last like two seasons, so <laughs> we we started all this. There's no fans thing, exactly. so we've been ahead of the curve. But <laughs> terrible. Exactly. But no, fifty percent capacity would be increased for us. But no, nah, low key though. Um, I just as much as I want to see it happen, I, it's gonna be tough to see. I mean, when you look at the NFL, it's unique because you have so many people involved. You know, we look at basketball, baseball, all these other sports. We're talking about you know teams of ten players, maybe ten coaches, uh, a total of like twenty, thirty people. Football, we're talking about a hundred people minimum on each sideline. That's teams, training staff, coaches. Uh, it's just so much to control. And like like Joe just said, there's no way you can possibly implement any type of separation um, with that type of capacity. Um, so you're talking about, you know, like I said, a minimum of 200 people on the field. You've got the locker rooms, you've got the tunnels, you've got all that stuff, uh, the benches, everything. It's just impossible to space that many people out uh, on top of the fact that this is the most uh, or the biggest contact sport in the world. I mean, you, there's just no way you can avoid contact <laughs> unless we change mm-hmm. the whole concept of flag football. So, exactly. I mean, uh, I don't see how they're going to work, make it work, but I do see confidence in the fact that there's a lot of millionaires and billionaires with a lot of money on the line uh, and a lot of big brains that are going to find a way to make it work. It's just too much money at risk to not have a season. I just I can't see them not making it work. So I'm not smart enough or rich enough to figure out how, but I know that some <laughs> of them are <laughs> in that room for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because um, it's like you said, it's a, it's a billion dollar business. And like Multi- with all the the TV contracts, everything that's lined up for this season. And and fantasy is a billion-dollar business, too. Like, people yeah. like mm-hmm. people have jobs just for fantasy football. If there's yeah. no fantasy football, people are laid off. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Whole, so, whole industry. Yes, yeah, whole industry. So, so like, yeah. they, they're not trying to stop that for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, FanDuel, 
uh, DraftKings, all that stuff. Like, this business is bigger than the game. So whatever, <laughs> whatever that they're gonna do, like there's so many. It's like you said, like there's so many entities in this sport. They don't care, bro. They just don't care. They're gonna make it happen just because they're not gonna lose billions of dollars just for, you know, they're gonna find a way. They gonna care about safety. I ain't gonna say they, they don't care about safety because everyone should take that precaution and make sure that the players are, the players' concerns are met. But as far as stopping football together, man, they'll have people playing in bubble wrap before, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they talk about even calling a season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's – yeah, so we're going to see. It's going to be fun either way. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, the Washington – has made some changes in their football organization. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, they've been in a, a hole uh, for quite some time with this name, uh, the Washington Redskins, and they finally had to do it, uh, make some changes. So <laughs> they're called the Washington football team. Um, <laughs> which is very interesting because I'm like, out of that's what you came up with, like out of all the names you could have came up with, that's what it was, and they're pretty much gonna be the laughing stock of the league um the next couple of years until they figure it out but but yeah, that's the squad. what you think about that? what kind of names <laughs> do you feel as if they should use what are we gonna do to save them man uh I would oh, say no. i i just Go ahead. That, I, I I would say that they uh in Washington's defense, that they, there's a lot of trademark issues that are going on where they can't just come up with a new name right away and everything just falls into place. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I would say that. But, I mean, Washington football team is still pretty bad. I think <laughs> it's still pretty bad. But yeah. like, I, I, do, I do think that. But, um, I did look up, like, Vegas odds on the new name, what there's going to be. You think you can guess any of the stuff that's going to be on that Washington odds? <laughs> Uh, like the Washington. I keep hearing the generals as as a popular choice. That was num- that's number that's two. That's number two. Okay. Uh, the okay. Washington presidents is the number one choice. Uh, <laughs> the Link- Link- Lincoln's has the same odds as the generals, and the Americans come rounded out like the fifth best odds. The Americans and Kings rounded out the fifth best odds. So the American, uh, the so the Washington Americans and the Washington Kings. Yes, uh, and the don't the, they even worse. Memorial. These are terrible. I was about to say these are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I saw some other like people say like the Washington, uh, uh Red Tails to honor the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, uh, uh, I did hear that. That was pretty dope. That's the dopest yeah, one I've I heard. Like I, think. I like the Washington Red Wolves. I seen that, mm-hmm. and then I seen like the Washington Warriors. And I don't know if you remember like the the Redskins old logo with the sparrow with, yeah. the, with the arrow, and they say like the Washington Warriors kind of like the uh, it kind of can keep that same. Uh, logo type Correct. with like the with the arrow and the warriors thing. So they might as well be mm, FSU. Okay. FSU gonna have to yeah. change their name too. <laughs> yeah, the same colors <laughs> That's and everything. Like they gonna have to change their mascot and all that stuff too. I'm surprised they're not in the midst. Um, <laughs> that yeah, that's that's funny, man. Uh, I just feel like um, I was watching a report the other day. Like the owner of the team um, had this whole 
thing and criticism of this name for years. Like, mm-hmm. they knew it was coming. They knew, you know, that this thing was uh, offensive, offensive to the Native community. And they waited last minute for everything to blow apart to make sure to make where they're at now. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it is what there is, but... They're just looking stupid right now. They might just be yeah. the uh, Washington Deadskins that they usually are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's, it's wild. Yeah, it really did have to get to this point. I will say, though, uh, if you think about it, I could actually see them sticking with the name as it is right now, the football club or the football team, uh, just because that actually does come from, like, a soccer lineage. So, I mean, it's been done before. Soccer teams do it all the time. They're just named after the country or wherever they're from, and they leave it at that. They don't really have you know, mascots and logos and stuff. So I could see him leaving it as that, although that's a that would be a terrible, terrible marketing ploy. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, if it comes to it, at least they're finally making a change. But it definitely shouldn't have gotten to this point, though. That, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 I agree. Getting behind the ball, that's what happens. But it's all good. We're we going to um... – we're going to keep it moving and wish the Washington football team the best of luck. I feel like a high school. I feel like it's a high school name. Like, all right, Washington football team, we about to get it started. Like, I don't even know. I, I would like to know what the players think about it. But, uh, but yeah, so, anyways, moving on to a topic I never thought that we would be able to talk about again. Um, <laughs> but two old heads are coming out of retirement. Uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. All right, they're gonna have the exhibition boxing match on on uh, September twelfth, twenty twenty. So they're gonna they're mm. gonna spark this thing back up and get it and get it, you know, running again, which is very surprising. So, yeah, what do y'all think about that? So uh, it looks like the fight, I think, as of right now, is scheduled for September 12th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, it's coming up pretty soon. Now, when I originally like saw this headline, I think it was on ESPN, I, I saw it first. I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I know they were talking about Mike coming back. And so to find an actual opponent like Roy Jones Jr., another big name, I'm like, okay, dang, they kind of like, they put some thought into exactly. this. But the more I think about it, Man, this is a terrible idea. I think we might uh, we might witness a murder on national TV. Like <laughs> one of these old men is not gonna be able to walk out of that boxing ring. I promise you. Like one one wrong hit, one wrong landing, and like that man's gonna be done. For sure. There is no way these two fifty plus year old men should be in this ring doing this. Uh, if they're that broke, like go start a GoFundMe, go start <laughs> OnlyFans, like, do something. OnlyFans, do something. <laughs> <laughs> But please don't go embarrass yourself and tarnish your whole legacy on national TV for no little chump change. Please, please, Mike, go make another movie. Do exactly. something, Roy Jones. Go, go make another album. Go do something, please. But y'all, please don't embarrass yourself like this. And maybe I will say this: maybe if this would have went down like in the middle of quarantine, like maybe back in like March or even early May, like okay, maybe this would have been TV worthy. But September twelfth, that's gonna be that's prime time for all these sports that are restarting. Correct. You know what I mean? Bas- basketball is going to be uh, in the conference finals. Uh, NFL season starts that same week. Uh, baseball is going to be right in the beginning of their playoff system. So it's like, I got all these amazing things to watch as a sports fan. Yeah. 
why would I be tuning into this super lame fight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> these ratings are going to be terrible. And I, did they say if it's pay per view or not? It's, I have heard. It's pay per view. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. Nah. Well, nah. Worst ratings ever. <laughs> I I disagree. I'm watching it. Yeah. I'm paying. I'm paying for it. I'm invite. I'm gonna invite friends over and we're gonna split it. Uh, oh, okay. I was about to say. I know you about to come Joe is Jeff, definitely coming over to my house, and we're gonna split this cause for sure. Uh, so let me give you some facts that's going on in this, in this bout. Uh, Mike Tyson is fifty four years old. Roy Jones Jr. is fifty one. Yeah. Roy Jones Jr.'s last fight was in twenty eighteen, so he's not as not retired, too far off. Not too far off. Yeah, right? not that far. Mike, yep. um, Mike Tyson's last fight was in two thousand five. Uh, he was thirty eight years old. Uh, another thing too is he's 240 pounds. Mike Tyson is Roy Jones Jr. is 195 pounds, so they're not even in, remotely in the same weight class, right? So, but they're wearing bigger gloves. They're wearing 12 ounce gloves, which is much bigger than the mm-hmm. uh, normal gloves that they wear. So, not as much damage as they can do. They're not going to wear. There was rumors that they're going to wear headgear, but they're not going to wear. Hello? I'm still here. I think he got cut off. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I think he got oh, cut off. Oh, there's only one way there can be a winner unless there's a knockout. You, can you, are y'all there? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had cut off for like a split Okay, second. there's only a winner unless a knockout. So, but the, uh, the California State Commissioner came out and he said that he doesn't want it to be a knockout. He wants to be a pure exhibition. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to watch it. I don't know if y'all know this, but the under, have y'all heard about the undercard for this fight? Nah, yeah, I yeah. I heard Jake Paul and um, who's the other guy? Nate Robinson. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. The Nate the Robinson. Nate, <laughs> the, the duck champion, yeah. Nate Robinson. The five yeah. foot nine, Nate yeah. Robinson. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. So, I don't know if you know that, but that's going to draw me to a screen, too. Correct. I mean, wow. I mean, this is going to be a sixty dollars fight, and I'm gonna split it five ways, my friends. And we're gonna have we're gonna have beer and nachos and wings, and we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. It was what's that old show that used to come on MTV late at night? Was it Hollywood yeah, so, uh, yeah, Deathmatch? Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> death That's what this is about to be. This sounds like a joke. Yeah, basically, nah. This <laughs> it sounds like a joke. It's actually gonna be pretty interesting, though. Um, it's like it's like Joe said. I think it's gonna be. I mean. We were too young to understand, you know, how Mike Tyson fight was in the ring um, back in 2005 and in 99 and in the 90s. So, like, to witness this, you know, as an adult, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, he's 54, but have you seen the videos? This man <laughs> look, this man look lethal. Like, Iron oh. Mike looks like. <laughs> Iron Mike looks like Iron Mike. He may bite off another ear. Like, this man yes. looks dead. Like that's the one thing that's something's like, damn, and, and they got Roy Jones Jr. and and he and he's looking in shape too. So that's why it's gonna be the it may be the biggest fight since Mayweather um's last fight. I ain't gonna say Mayweather and Pacquiao because that was a big fight. But um since Mayweather's last fight, this is gonna be the most watched and the undercard is gonna be kind of interesting too. Because Jake Paul if you know anything about Jake Paul, he's been talking a lot of junk on social media, and all he does is get his ass beat. And <laughs> uh, he's not—he's not very good. He's a YouTube star, 
Um, mm-hmm. But he's not he's not very good of a fighter. Um, so it's going to be pretty interesting. That's a few stats before we leave next topic. Uh, Mike Tyson has 50 wins um, with 44 KOs mm. and six losses with five KOs. He's been locked. He's been knocked out five times. Um, Roy Jones Jr. has 66 wins with 47 knockouts. He has nine losses with five knockouts himself. So he's been knocked out five times too. Um, he's also had a little more boxing matches, but you know that's okay. So it's they, they they're pretty they're pretty good in their field and they know what they're doing. So we'll see if um, Father Time kicks in when it comes to this fight. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Oh, can't wait! Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, we finally reached our time, our special time of the trivia questions. Mm, my favorite time. <laughs> so we're about to get into that. Um, I got some interesting questions today. So let's see what you guys know. Check your sports knowledge. All right, um, got my Google ready. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So this should be a giveaway, but uh, which player – Won back-to-back MVPs in 02 and 03. Was it A, Shaquille O'Neal, Superman, B, Steve Nash, C, Tim Duncan, or D, Other? D, Other. I could pick anybody, any sport? (laughs) (laughs) Other than them. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Ten seconds. Uh, I honestly have no clue. I'm I'm, going to go with Go ahead, go ahead. You got de- it. You got definitely it. Steve Nash, 100%. Oh, well, I was okay. going to say Shaq, but go ahead. All right. Well, you guys are both wrong. Of course. <laughs> like, this was kind of uh, uh of course. I thought you guys would have known that a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, that was wrong. The ant buzzer should be going off right now. <laughs> um, it is C, Tim Duncan. Mm. Yeah. What years was that? It was 02-03. 02-03 season. Tim Duncan won back-to-back MVPs. Steve Nash won in 05-06. Yeah, yeah. People be sleeping on Timmy now. He was a bad boy. Um, Big fundamental. All right. He got two back-to-back MVPs. Mr. Backboard. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, yeah, on to the next question. Um... When was the NBA? What? Oh, there we go. Malfunction. My bad. My bad. There we go. I already know I'm about to get it wrong. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> when was um, the last NFL lockout? Was it A, 1999, B, 2011, C, 2012, or D, 1995? Uh, I'm gonna say 11. I'm gonna go. Uh, did you say it was 1999 one of the options? Yes, that was yeah, A. I yeah, I'm gonna go with A, 1999. Okay, They're Joe wrong. is wrong. Uh, Corey, you're right. Hey. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Corey, you're right. The last lockout, recent lockout, was um, 2011 when they had a okay. little strike. Players went on strike. 
Um, so yeah, man, you finally got a question right in this whole, and this whole <laughs> episode six. Oh, finally got one. <laughs> what a right. Oh man, man. Hey. Let's go. I'm an expert now. <laughs> Better <laughs> late than question. never. Better this late than my, never. This is my question here. Come on. All right. Who was the most, who has the most TKOs in boxing history? Now mm. it's going to be kind of tough now. It's going to A, Muhammad Ali, B, Archie Moore, C, Joe Lewis, or D, George Foreman. Think about it before you just answer. Mm. I thought about it. And it's definitely the, the famous golfing boxer, Mr. Joe Lewis. It's got to be someone named Joe, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll go ahead and say <laughs> I think he might be wrong. Okay. Uh, okay shoot. I'm going to go with George Foreman. Okay. The grill himself. <laughs> the grill master. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, y'all sure about these answers now? I'm going to give y'all... Y'all sure? Final answer. Uh, and all the Regis Philman. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. The late, the late Regis Philman. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, is my, that is my final answer. Yeah, all right. Pour it out for him. All right. Well, <laughs> you guys are... Definitely both wrong again. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, I know this was kind of a tricky question, but it's Archie Moore. He has a record of 131 TKOs and 136 wins. Archie Moore. Archie. Only Archie I know is Archie Manning. <laughs> no, 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 Archie. Yeah. yeah, Muhammad Ali has 37 TKOs. George Lewis has 54 TKOs. And George, no, Joe Lewis. I'm sorry, George Lewis has four, 54, and George Foreman mm. has 68. So they're pretty mm. high, but this man Archie Moore has been knocking people out for some quite, quite some time. Okay, wow. um, knocking them out left and right. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. All right, now this is the bonus question. My first bonus question. Uh-oh. You know, of the uh, first time for everything of the season. So, you know, I'll probably spit it out every once in a while again, but let's get right to it. Who has the fastest TKO boxing, boxing knockout in history? The fastest. Fastest knock a man out. Was it A, Joe, Joe Lewis, B, Mike Tyson, C, Jeremy Williams, or D, Bernard Hopkins? Hey, Mike Tyson's like the obvious. Like you think about it, every video I've seen, Mike Tyson knocks someone's out in <laughs> two seconds. You know what I mean? Um, I love Bernard Hopkins. I, I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with D Bernard Hopkins. I'm actually with you. I'm gonna go with B Hop too. Wow, you guys are wrong Uh-oh. again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of buzzers. The buzzers broke. <laughs> Man. Uh, now, you know what I'm saying? This show is to educate. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, wow. Don't tell me it was E other. <laughs> e other. <laughs> no, it, it was Jeremy Williams. He had uh, the fastest knockout of 10 seconds. Not the man out of oh, 10 wow. seconds. And uh, Mike wow. Tyson knocked the person out in 30 seconds. That was his fastest. 30 no, seconds. Don't, don't they have to count to 10? 
<laughs> That's basically what he did. What? This man played dead. Bam! <laughs> so he knocked his ass out. <laughs> and Bernard Hopkins was close, though. Y'all were close. Bernard Hopkins had a, had a 20-second knockout. Oh, he had a 20-second knockout. So um, he was even faster than Mike Tyson as far as knocking people out. Um, oh, but, yeah, that was in history – this man named Jeremy Williams. Granted, he's not a well-known name, but he knocked the person out in 10 seconds. I'll tell you that much. Wow. Known for that. Uh, hey, maybe we might get a new record with this, this fight coming up. One of them might catch a seizure or a heart attack or something before the start. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see. You're going to pay all that money for a uh, damn five-second knockout. Exactly. Have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, oh wow! This has definitely been a fun episode, y'all. Yes, like, thank uh, you. Another one in the book. Yeah, thank you definitely. for having me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate you coming. Yes. Oh, sure. I'm here anytime. I appreciate y'all. Yes, sir. See y'all next week with another episode of front of. Yes, sir. Episode six is a wrap. Um, thank you for joining, and next time we'll have you again for sure. For sure. Yep. Thank y'all for having me. Always a pleasure. Uh, I'm glad to be right the whole time. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a blessing, man. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad y'all doing this podcast. Educate the world. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I always appreciate your support. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Come see us next week with another episode of From the Nosebleeds. Please. That's a wrap.